What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, digitally talking to the man in the computer, Christopher Tootin. Chris, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. This is going to take some getting used to, I'd say, yeah. but I've had a few Zoom Zoom meetings already, so I feel like maybe I'm I'm getting used to the digital world. But. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Chris and I are remotely recording this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast for you, um, about 20 miles apart from each other in our yeah. own homes so that's true yeah you got a brand new recording studio and everything i was actually yeah. waiting for you to uh mess up the intro and say sitting next to yeah the man but yeah you you didn't do it i so killed I it yeah that. um but yeah you got new re- new recording studio yeah uh new well, recording space still working through a few things so i got a blanket up right now trying to help with the sound but you know it uh this this episode may sound a little differently because we're recording separately um during this quarantine so Bear with us as we record this uh, remote episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. But remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Remember, we have some koozies up on our website for sale. We would love to have you rock us while you're drinking at home, uh, quarantined, um, sleeving your beer with a brand new Multi Goodness koozie. So head over to mm-hmm. Multi Goodness multigoodness.com slash store uh check it out um as well as we have a contact form on there if you want to let us know of anything that we said wrong or uh questions you want to ask or if you want to just say hello you can always jump over there and check it out so this is really interesting i'm, I'm looking over at the computer because chris is we're video chatting during this as well so it's a, it's a little bit different for sure which which, by the way, I'm going to point something out as well. You were mentioning the uh, our lovely uh, merch we have on the site. So yeah. we, Kyle, and this is going to be news to you as well for the first oh, time. Dang. We m- might actually have a new methodology of getting some some shirts out printed quicker. Oh, so I think really? we're going to have some some new merch here coming Let's up soon. Go. So That's yeah, I'm pretty pumped news. about that. On yeah, so we'll get some options out there other than koozies and shirts. We'll maybe get a few more multi goodness swag Sweet. up on the site so listeners definitely listen out for that i'd say yeah um i'm gonna go ahead and ask the question yeah because a it's been a while since we since we've cracked a beer and also you picked this first one up i did so i did i wanted to go and ask what what is this first beer we're gonna be drinking today kyle so i picked up i was at the store the new store the grocery store that i go to now now that i'm up at the new house and uh they have a better mix six selection which is great um, I picked up New Realm Brewing Company, which I believe this is the first time we're featuring them on the podcast. They're actually, yeah. um, you know, Atlanta-based and Virginia-based uh, brewery. Um, it's their sour IPA called Straight from the Tart, which I'm pretty excited about because I have not had many sour IPAs, and I'm really excited to crack this one. Yeah, New Realm's interesting story, and we can. Well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about them. Obviously, I would hope as we're talking yeah. about one of their beers. I would hope so. This is this is a new one, I think, to both of us. At least, I mean, you might have already cracked one since you got them, but no, I haven't yet. I saved it okay. specifically Perfect. for the episode. And this is our first sour IPA on the uh, on an episode as yeah. well. So, which definitely intrigued. Which has unearthed the theme of today's episode, which is again, yes, it has IPAs. So we're gonna we're gonna do a stepladder of of IPAs and the different the couple different styles or the few different styles you maybe can, yeah. can encounter with them. So pretty um, let's go and crack, let's go and crack this one. Let's see if we I'll can you simul crack. You yeah. Want... Without even, yeah, we'll just ready? do, we'll just do the, Oh, it was pretty good. Okay. 
I was trying to count down, but I realized that I had one free hand on the <laughs> yeah. mic, but simul crack. Um, so this one, I, you know, for sour IPAs are kind of new in the world of when sour beers came out. That's when you started also seeing sour beers, I'd say. Who did the better yep. pour? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, nah, shit. you did. Um, so sour beer, sour IPAs kind of started coming out around that same time. So, you know, it's a, it's definitely a, a newer style. And I think really the idea behind it, if I had to guess, was that they are meant to be literally taking an IPA and mixing it with a sour in terms of style, um, kind of souring the mash some and turning it into a nice little tart bomb of a of an IPA that you can taste the hops coming through as well. So yeah. that's kind of what I expect there. But um, on look, it's yeah, uh, right. it, it's like a lighter golden IPA. Which, yeah, it is. Um, is interesting. It's super clear. Um, almost like a sour is for the most part when you have sours and they're nice cold. Uh, they're pretty clear all the way through for the most part. You know, it's interesting because I was actually going to say it looks a little hazy, but I think mine might be more of a chill haze effect because as I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm kind of wiping the glass down and I actually am getting... These are super cold, which I don't know if you heard yeah. the zip, Kyle. I think we're both doing the same thing here. We're rocking a cooler by the... Oh, instead yeah. of going to the fridge oh, between... Yeah. yeah, I think we're rocking coolers. I'm rocking the old uh, the walk-in six-pack. Oh, um, is today it the, uh, with the insulated? Is it the cork version? Yes, it is. Oh, guess what? Kyle has here as well the old cork version. Oh man, it's like so we're sipping we just... out of the same cooler. <laughs> so, I, I, because I'm sure people are going to be asking this: How did we happen to get the same beers? Well, yes, these are in distribution throughout Georgia. Kyle was nice enough, and I guess I was nice enough yeah. to him as well to basically each kind of pick some beers for this episode. And Kyle picked two of them; I picked one, and. We kind of did some beer deliveries over the last week to yeah. to make sure we were ready to go for this first episode of the second kind of portion of the season. Yeah, so um, pretty cool as well because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, this is the first time on the podcast that we're each drinking the full pint of each of these beers, which I we typically you. share them. Yeah, and now oh, we're yeah. now we're drinking the full the full guys here. So yeah, um, full nice, guys. Nice head retention too. Mine's hanging around pretty well. Um, how's yours? Not mine. No, mine's mine's definitely it's dissipated some I'd say, but these are the same batch I believe. Yeah, I believe beers. so. Yeah, because you you I would assume you didn't give me some some bad batch, but yeah, no, my mine has definitely dissipated. I imagine it could be um, the fact that I did pour mine a little slower. A lot of times if you yeah. pour an IPA, especially you pour it kind of heavy. Hops are known to foam all around for some reason. Mm -hmm. you, when you're brewing them, when you're pouring them, they're just kind of known to 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 hang around if you if you don't pour it super slow so yep. that could be part of it but what do we uh so on aroma what are you how are you feeling or what are you smelling it, it's interesting because i get a tiny bit of hops but it's mainly that kind of soury kind of uh smell but it's really light there's it takes a while for me to get something out of it yeah for sure i I definitely feel like smelling it i would be crossed between thinking it was I, burliner vice would probably be the first thing that comes to mind yep. um it's almost like you don't maybe like a dry hop Berliner Weiss, which we've seen those are dry hop sour. Yeah. Orpheus, ironically enough, I'm rocking their Orpheus glass today. Orpheus is known for doing a few good variations of uh, dry hop sours, and so it almost has that same type of aroma on it, which mm -hmm. I imagine is probably what they were aiming for. Yeah, in terms of the style, a little bit. Uh, very lightly name. fruited as well. Um, you mm -hmm. just get a nice little sweetness on that on that aroma too. Um, I'm digging the can, and I'm not really a fan of New Realms cans for the most part. It yeah. probably sounds terrible, but I'm I'm, I'm right. liking the color scheme and the kind of graphics they got going on in this can too. So New Realm is 
New Realm's a very interesting brewery for sure, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Actually, before we go into the a little bit about the brewery section, I want to go and take a sip yeah, because I need it. It's it's been a long hard day and week of working in, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was much needed. Oh, that's very tart coming oh, off. Oh yeah, I really appreciate the the tartness. Um, I do. Mm-hmm. So before we talk a little about the taste, let's continue that thought that we were going on, which is the New Realm as a company. Um, they popped up on the Beltline here in Atlanta. Yep. What is that? Two, three years now? Around almost, three years ago? Almost three, I want to say. I want to say they broke ground about three years ago, about three summers ago. They weren't really open until 2018. That was when they really started rocking. Um, and I might be wrong on that. Hey, New Realm, please correct me if I am. But uh, they, they've always kind of used this similar, and without talking about the can yet, maybe in, in full detail, but New Realm as a company, they've always kind of used a similar motif, and that's a very, almost like a Hawaiian... It reminds me of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of like... Um, yep. The uh, show the show that used to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah, um, like a Mayan face almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Mayan face. And I don't know much about the name itself, but the, I love the name of the beer too, straight from the tart. It's yep. good, uh, good uh, John, John Bon Jovi reference there. Yep. So, But yeah, it's su- super cool. Just, you know, ideal that you use new realm is they i'll be on you know I, i'm gonna go ahead and say it. they yeah. they seem to have been able to start and been blessed to be able to start with a good about of investing money it looks like yep um which means they were able to very impressively get a buy a space along the belt line here in atlanta it becomes literally every gen zers favorite brewery right away because they've got an awesome they started out with an awesome uh, tap room with an upstairs that kind of overlooked all of atlanta has a beautiful skyline view yep. so awesome place to hang out um obviously we've hung out there a few times yeah uh, shoot probably more than we can count already mm-hmm. like it's um always good decent beers they started with a few core beers and then they kind of eventually started making even more um like more varieties of beers like yeah. this one i mean this is definitely new for and them, this says so. uh it's a part of their sour series as well which i didn't realize that they were doing a whole series of sours it says it right at the top of the can so i'm interested to see if this is the first beer of the series or if there have been others hmm yeah, maybe that's a good point. I mean, it doesn't necessarily give too much in terms of on the can in terms of whether or not this is the first in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does say obviously to open now, drink now. So yeah, they're clearly and we're doing it right, I, I guess. I I'd venture to say that yeah, this is probably the first one they've definitely definitely done in the series. It's a six point nine percent alcohol by volume. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. We so. did not. Um, so we'll circle back around. I'm sure to the can here in a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, so I guess maybe I'll kind of give you my initial yeah, thoughts on it. flavor. And it's the first kind of hit. It hits you with that tart flavor. But actually, the tartness doesn't linger too much, which I can appreciate. Because I'm while, yes, I'm drinking a sour IPA, it doesn't like stick with you this entire time. Yeah. Um, very hop for it is very hop forward, which as I would expect with an IPA. Mm-hmm. I was in the old mouthwash test. I mm-hmm. could hear it and everything. Perfect. Sounds coming through. Loud and clear, Cal. Oh, yeah. Real nice, Clark. Ooh. Yeah, that that but, does um, uh, that does a little bit to it as well. So come back to the mouthwash test, but yeah, so, give me your original thoughts because there's a there's a few flavor profiles. I'm curious if you're picking out as well. Yeah, so. um, I get a an overwhelming tart and then a nice clean finish at the end, which um, you know is a little bit bitter and kind of gives me that feel of like a dry white wine. Um, like even the overall tartness of it as well kind of blends into kind of like what a a dry white wine would taste like. Um, but it's super light um, in the mouth as well. Um, not super heavy. I was I was kind of expecting it to be 
maybe a little bit heavier than this. Um, and I'm not really getting a lot of kind of uh, heft to it. It's pretty light, easy drinking, um, but really tart on that tart end. Um, it's, and I think what it is, what you're, it's it's a sneaky because at six point nine percent, this is not on the low end of ABV. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what you expect when like sours, for example, sours are usually in that you know five to maybe you know maybe up maybe to 6%, six percent, but they're yeah. So it's definitely what calls out this being an IPA is the stronger, the higher IB, ABV. But so the flavor that I'm I'm getting like after the tart, the next kind of flavor I get is like a very kind of like a fruity flavor. Um, not yep. like a citrus fruit you expect out of a sour, but actually something that's kind of like a um, nectarine or something like in that. And I think I, I kind of cheated earlier. I realized on the can it actually does say that white wine, peach, and citrus are some of the notes they're going for, but peach is a good way of describing it. Yeah. But then on the, like, as you let it sit on your tongue a little bit more, you definitely get more of that, like, bitter, um, almost like grapefruit juice, like drinking grapefruit juice. Yeah, Where you yeah. kind of get that bitterness at the end of it, so. Yeah. Um, mouthwash test. I'll let you tell me all about that. I briefly did it, but I want to know what you got. Cause you seem I, super interested. I feel like I get that dry hopped, uh, characteristic more when I do the mouthwash test, it, it brings out that kind of bittery hop flavor, um, at the end, which I was not expecting at all. And it's actually still hanging around in my mouth after I did the mouthwash mm-hmm. test too. A little bit longer oh, yeah, than I sure. expected. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When you do that, it almost comes off. Not in a bad way, but yeah, it almost comes off a little bit overly bitter at that point mm-hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. Um, that grapefruit kind of flavor flavor kind of comes around, I'd say. But it's interesting as well because they put on the side of the can. I'm, I'm going back to the can, but it's a little bit of the description. It says, uh, souring yeast, galaxy hops, Ella, and Idaho 7 hops. So they're using sure. some interesting hops for a sour IPA as well. I wouldn't peg hmm. galaxy as a hop that I would use in a sour IPA. Well, Galaxy seems to be all the rage right now, or yeah. it has been over the last kind of year or two, whereas Citro was the one that everyone was going crazy about for maybe a couple years before that. Yeah. Galaxy seems to be all the rage. I like seeing Ella hops in this. I mm-hmm. have not, I think maybe we've had another one on the show. That like one or Ella. two, I'm not maybe. Sure. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I do know for a fact that Ella hops typically are what give the juicy profile, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, Idaho seven is more of a piney resonant resinous mm-hmm. type of, I was doing some hop research recently because spoiler alert and Kyle, you know, this, we're going to be working yeah, on know. a, uh, our, maybe one of our next multi goodness brews here coming up. Um, and hops are going to play a pl- pretty large role in that. And so yeah. therefore I've been, I was doing some research about some of the hops and I remember I just like, I typically am drawn to like names of hops. Yeah. And so Ella, Ella was one of those. I don't know. It just kind of seemed to we- roll all sexy off the tongue. Ella. Yeah, we did. Uh, so. We did actually have a beer that had Ella on it recently because I remember looking up this description and it's the Australian half sister of Galaxy Hops, which uh-huh. we had talked about before. Um, OK, so it's basically the female. It looks like the female cone version of Galaxy. OK, which uh-huh. I mean, I couldn't I don't know enough. I've been trying to get I've been getting into all this stuff recently. Obviously, I try, I'm trying to maybe grow my own hops now, which yeah. that's going miserably. Yeah. But. I don't think they grow too well here in Georgia. No. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about hops. I just know kind of what I read about them. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because sometimes you'll read like different. I think with Idaho 7 was one of the ones I was kind of reading different, like differing reports on kind of what the flavor profiles were because I was seeing pine in there mixed with like, you know, watermelon. And I'm like, well, those are two almost completely different flavors. But yeah. Um, so what was the price point on this? 
on this uh, can? Um, this one was crap. If I can remember, I think it was eleven ninety nine uh, for okay. a six pack. So okay. coming in right in the middle, not quite. Like I could see it being ten ninety nine um, for this. I yeah. you know what eleven ninety nine is pretty fair for a six point nine sour IPA. Um, a unique characteristic yeah. to it. I'd, I'd say eleven is fine. Eleven ninety nine and. And yeah, I think that New Realm, the reason they've been blessed because they, they have, a, have a good distribution, obviously, here in, in Georgia already. I mean, it's having it at Kroger because I think that's where you found these, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool seeing them there. It's And the reason they're able to do that is I think they've got a little bit of uh, the, the money they're able to put in for the investing. Obviously, they've been able to get a really good canning line involved and basically go full force into it that some breweries can't do. Yeah. They've been able to do that and kind of done it really successfully, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we I know we typically try to focus on the smaller breweries that are really trying to like kind of get a grapple here in Georgia. But we, we, we thought we'd be remiss not to feature New Realm because they are killing it in the game in terms of making good. You know, they're making really good beer. They're creating a really good, which unfortunately right now none of us can go hang out there. But yeah, they create a really good spot that we're all going to want to go hang out after you know this entire pandemic is over, hopefully. Yeah. Um. So we'd be remiss not to talk about it. I do feel like eleven ninety nine is you know, good price point for this. Um. Yeah, I'd like to. I'm curious if their distribution has hit them outside of Georgia yet, or if, if they're able to distribute. So but. I I pulled up a, a little bit of uh, in, information on Brewbound about this, okay. and it and it looks like their distribution is throughout Georgia and the majority of Virginia because they have that other location in uh, Virginia Beach. So it looks okay. like they're hitting only the two states. Um, this is going to be available from January to March, which we picked it up just in time because now it's April. Oh um, yeah. So and it and it's only coming in six packs and they had it on draft I believe. So. Yeah, actually. So I was at New Realm this year. Their their food is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. They're not officially a brew pub. I don't believe they consider themselves a brewery and restaurant, which is different Correct. than a brew pub. Um, their restaurant, their food is usually really fantastic. Um, I was there for actually Valentine's Day this year. Aww. We kind of we were booking something light. We got a wedding coming up this year, so we're obviously yeah, trying do. to save for that. So we did something not yeah, maybe as, as as heavy on the millennial side, but um, we went there for for dinner. And I remember actually they had this on draft. I did not get it though that night. So yeah, it's a um, it's an interesting beer. Um, anything you, you want to discuss about the can? I guess um, I know well, we touched on it a little bit, but I so um, my personal opinion is that I'm actually not a big fan of the color they used. Really. It almost looks like that muted. So as a kid, I always had this thing that I was wanting to like paint my walls in my room like green or black. Yeah. You black. mean like this wall uh, that's right next to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the the black that, that you painted your uh, recording studio actually makes perfect sense yeah. for you, obviously. Nice but as a black. kid, my parents didn't want to allow me to paint my room black or blue or red or green. They always wanted to paint it like, oh, let's just paint it some like neutral tone color. That's kind of what this one comes off to yeah. me is like that color they like would have let me paint my like room an earthy green almost like a like a 70s kind of uh green color that you'd find in yeah. like a motel or something or on cars <laughs> from the 1950s this seems like a car color yeah. from the 1950s that like maybe a foam green pontiac gto or something oh yeah and then um weird I'd, green color I'd, i do think that the i love that they put on the side what it pairs well with by the way yeah so washed rind cheese Spicy shrimp and citrusy salad. Which, which, very interesting. It's almost like it's telling you what to eat for dinner. Yeah, and now that I think about that, <laughs> it sounds like the type of food that I've gotten at New Rome before. So this yeah. could be 
telling they're like, hey, come and get our so. spicy shrimp citrus salad that pairs well with this beer. By the way, we put it that it pairs well with the beer on the side. I like that. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> no final thoughts other than that. I mean, like I said, I'd be I'm glad we're finally getting to feature New Realm on here. Um, they're doing some really good things. I feel like in Atlanta, mm-hmm. really awesome place to hang out, which, mm-hmm. you know, we don't talk. We, we talk a little bit about breweries and how good, how cool a place they are to hang out. But um they'd have a ton of space. They opened up their patio recently, by the way, and you've seen that as well. Yeah. They've literally got like the entire we outdoor there. area. Yeah. yeah. They've got the entire outdoor area. You can bring dogs to the outside area. It's, yep. Big old oh. shipping container bar. Um, yeah. They have music out there. Typically you can eat out there. It's, it's a huge place. It's awesome. And it, it really is one of the best like places to hang out in terms yeah. of Atlanta. If you're, if you're not like looking to like check out maybe the, the local breweries in terms of like the ones that are coming out with like niche, uh, releases and stuff. It's it's definitely one of the better like breweries just to, like hang out at just truly for like going to because all your friends are gonna be able to find something they want to drink. My my yeah. brother who loves to drink his old domestics, he even he'll find something there because they make oh, some yeah. good like some pilsner lights and stuff that they could. Good they old could Russ. Put on. Good old Russell. Good old Shout Russell. out, man. But yeah, no, uh, great beer. Wait, good job, Nero. We, we didn't we didn't actually figure out how we were gonna do this. Uh, cheers. Oh shoot. Yeah, that's true. Hang on. Cheers to New Realm and straight from the tart. Oh, it kind of actually... worked. <laughs> <laughs> the things you have to do during quarantine. Yeah. So we are on to the next IPA in the new session of recording today. Yeah. Um, Kyle, you actually picked this one up. So I'm, while well, I'm, kind of kicking us off here i wanted to know so what is this beer we're drinking this this is the second one that you picked up actually so what yeah are we yeah uh this is atlanta brewing co which i believe have we actually featured them on the episode on the on the podcast yeah we have um i cannot remember straight up they've they have a lot of they're literally yeah. one of they even put it on the can george's original they're literally one of uh atlanta's oldest brewing formerly known as red brick which yeah i apologize in advance if you're hearing any background noise i decided that for this portion of the recording, I would let the pups in. Yeah. They're and just, Murphy just hanging out and playing. Mur- Murphy's deciding that her favorite hedgehog was going to make an appearance during this podcast. So you might hear okay. some, some, some squeaking in the back. You might hear some, some that's hedgehog quarantine. or some pig. Yeah. That's that quarantine, quarantine life. Hashtag quarantine. Um, so yeah, this Atlanta brewing, which is the, one of the oldest breweries in Georgia, actually. Yep. Um, and formerly known as Red Brick, but even before that, they were known as Atlanta Brewing. So yep. I think we featured them before. I we've talked about this beer before on the show. Yeah, um, this and is Hartsfield. Cool about yeah. Um, so this which, is one of the ones. Remember, it was rated as one of the top beers. Yeah, in the country at the time, or the one of the top. I oh, it was it was rated as the top beer in our state. Yeah, that was the specific article we were reading. So, um, th- this is a really cool concept. Um, I found this out. I was I was sitting at a beer growler. And one of their reps came in and was selling the beer growler uh, some new beers. And he said, hey, have you tried the new Hartsfield to the guy? And I, I kind of like turned to him and I said, what do you mean new Hartsfield? And he goes, oh, every three months we have a new rotating hop that we use in Hartsfield. So it's the same beer. We just change out the hops. Um, I thought that was super cool. Um, you don't see a lot of people doing that. So I was like, cool, time to try a new beer every three months and see how different it really is. So um, this one is featuring the hop NZH107, which is an experimental hop. I believe we looked it up. Was it out of New Zealand? Yep, New Zealand. Um, 
it's looks like it's literally new brand new as of december of this last year yeah so super fresh hop um i mean i would assume it's i think they're saying it's similar to it's it's very citrusy or uh, tropical fruits kind of the idea behind it so that right there gets me super excited about it because those are my favorite types of hops and ipas are the ones that are on that tropical fruit side as opposed to the piney resinacy yeah well, I'm excited for you to try this because I've actually had one of these with the new hop um, already, but I want you to I want you to go ahead and and uh, crack it and let's get it in the glass. Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh, y'all wanted to hear me make the noise? I know. Yeah. Um, it's been so a while. this one I don't. Yeah, it is interesting. So the the concept of a like a rotating hop isn't necessarily anything new. I'd say in the in the beer world, it's actually kind of economical. I always thought because. Um, I thought a couple years ago, uh, Terrapin does their So Fresh and So Green series. Yeah. You see which this is pour? Like the, Sorry, I just, had to, I just had to let you know. That is a solid damn pour. I did it up on this one. Um, oh, mine is lower head than yours, but pretty good pour actually as well. So we're using the the um, the 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 hot the short ball glasses today. Whatever the, you want. The goblet them, style glass. The goblets. Um. But the rotating hop is obviously, I would love it when breweries do it because you're obviously getting like you, what you feel like are fresh hops. Um, so one was Terrapin. They used to do theirs, which is so fresh and so green. They still yep. do it, which they feature a different hop every year. It's kind of like a fresh hop series. Yep. Scofflaw, on the other hand, has done similar, but they basically have made some of their IPAs with rotating hops yep. kind of just because they wanted to be economical and they basically took that that approach, which we love about Scofflaw, which they're basically like, you know what? Like, we're not going to just pay for obviously a specific hop every time we're perfectly yeah. okay using whatever is maybe a, a new hop something that's obviously other people aren't wanting because we're just going to prove that you can make good beer with any hop and so yeah it's kind of cool to see hartsfield do it um it seems like the, they're using obviously new hops that people haven't maybe used before yeah so definitely definitely an awesome concept yeah uh color is really interesting it's it's very um uh saturated in in the color it's very bright and vibrant um Mm -hmm. which is like a orangey guava y kind of color it's interesting because of what you just said it is the best way to describe it which is saturated and and then bright in color which is almost like it's the oxymoron of the beer yeah which is (laughs) it's slightly like an off orange color um i i'd call it like a a blood orange kind of color yeah where it's almost that like hey you know orange but not orange it's slight tinge of yellow definitely hazy for sure yeah i mean you cannot I, see through this at all again i, I would have loved to have i mean i'm starting to think now maybe we should have like multiple different Hartsfield variations well yes it's a Ooh. fresh hop type of thing but yeah. um what's the abv on this this is uh 6.2. 6.2 yeah um so yeah no it's super fresh i feel i mean it's super fresh aroma but i was guess before we get into aroma the color is even super fresh like you, you can tell it's going to be a good ipa um with a lot of quality that goes into it just because like i said it's not it just doesn't look poorly made yeah that sounds anything i don't see a lot of like sediment not that sediment indicates poorly made it just indicates that obviously um there's not a refined maybe as 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 much of a refined aspect to it which hartsfield sounds like they've probably refined the malt grain yeah the malt bill it's just the hops is what they keep kind of changing so um yeah so aroma i did i did go ahead and take a, a sniff sniff of the old thing um and it is very much i i don't get any of the like the hit you in the mouth or hit you in the nose yeah you did the same thing i did you kind of got to smell touch the nose a little bit too much but 
Um, it doesn't kick you in the nose in terms of hop aroma. Yeah. Goes. So as far as IPA, I would assume that this is a little bit lower IBU or they didn't do as much dry hopping. Actually, I should say not IBU, yep. but dry hopping is really what gives you the aroma. So I definitely don't get that. I don't, it's hard for me to kind of pick out anything in particular. Yeah. I only get a slight like kind of sweet note. Um, but other than that, I maybe just a little bit of tropical scent, but nothing like crazy. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty low key on the smell. Oh man, it is low key. It almost, it's almost like off putting a little bit that you don't get too much aroma on it because I expect it to. And I mean, I definitely like am smelling a little bit of hop. It's just not very strong. And I guess I should just preface this with. This is not a. I know one of the side effects of the Rona is um, <laughs> the loss Rona. of smell. I don't. This is not one of those cases. I'm just yeah. gonna point out that I think that this beer is legit. Just it's not as. Um, they didn't put the dry hopping to be one of the main things. They maybe featured the hop in a a more traditional way, which is the bittering and the uh, uh, flavor. So yeah. my guess is that yes, this one's gonna be. You're gonna get a lot of that that um, tropical and they what they describe as guava and passion fruit. Yeah, in the flavor. Uh, it, it is 55 IBU. I, I just pulled that up. Wow. So it is a little bit, a little bit higher than, uh, anticipated. I was, I was probably thinking for like a 30, 38, somewhere in there. Um, interesting. Just based on the, the aroma. So again, so IBUs mostly come from the beginning. Those are your bittering hops are what's going to obviously. So the, the, the hops that you put in at the beginning of the boil are going to add the most, um, the IBUs to the beer. Yep. And that typically is what obviously when you add most of your bittering as well. So the new the new thing to do in IPAs is obviously only do a little bit at the beginning and do a lot at the end. So it smells super hoppy, the aroma super hoppy. If you do some kind of near the end of the boil, you'll get a little bit of that flavor in there as well, but not so much the IBUs. So that's why the weird thing to me has been recently seeing IPAs with IBUs at like 20 and 25. Yeah. So I'm like, how how the heck are you allowed to have a IPA that isn't even 30 to 40 IBUs? But so this one, I imagine they use a lot of the traditional bittering methodology of IPA or hops. So yeah, you took, you took the sip. I did. I went, I went straight in man, because you know, life's too short to sit around and, and not drink the beer when we're talking about it. So I went in on it and I'm, I'm interested because I'm seeing your face now as you're drinking it. Um, I actually took two sips earlier. I just was not, letting on to it i took a little small sips as you were <laughs> I, I saw looking you away take the one camera. of them um but mm. yeah uh it's a very interesting beer um i think the hops are very interesting um because they're not as um they don't they Sorry, don't i'm looking punch you in the face they uh, don't um, and so typically we, we do look at age on these things and it's not a bad thing but we pointed out in our discussions, our pre-episode discussions, that this is a relatively fresh batch, too. Yeah, this was from... This is less than a this, month. This is a St. Paddy's Day beer, by the way. This is yeah. officially a beer that was canned after the pandemic started in the United States. Yeah. So, because I remember we didn't get to do anything for St. Patrick's Day because yep. we were all confined to the indoors. But, so it's a relatively... it, it It's a fresh hop, and it, it is an oddly muted hop. Yeah. Like, it's it's... For 55 IBU, not having a whole lot in the aroma, I expected a whole mo- a whole lot more punch on that the bitter kind of side, mm-hmm. which is, I don't love super bitter, but I thought maybe I'd get it like, sometimes if it's like super fruity or super juicy, then it's okay to use it for a lot of bittering because you're not going to lose that. But um, it's kind of muted on the flavor as well. Like yeah. I can definitely tell it's a IPA, um, but maybe like, I would almost look at it as like a hoppy pale ale. 
Yeah, it's but, um the the way I because I I had this and I kind of described it to who did I um I was talking to somebody I I can't remember who but I I was talking to somebody about it and I said that it's it's such a light and refreshing um almost. It, it sounds weird, but almost like how you, when you're really thirsty on a hot day and you grab a glass of water and just that nice, like refreshing kind of like hit of the liquid hits your, your mouth and kind of, you know, lightens everything up. This is super light. It's really refreshing. It's really bright. Um, and like, it's almost kind of like I'm not even drinking an IPA. It's like I'm yeah. drinking like, a, it, this is going to sound bad too, but I don't mean it to be bad, but like a beer water. Yeah, it well, it's and it's thicker than that. Actually, yeah. now that you, now that I think about that, that's actually a good, really good point. Because up until you said water, I was I was one hundred percent agreeing. I wouldn't say water because it's almost like the mouth feels really good. There's a lot of mouth feel there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of body to this. Um, that water, but I know what you mean. It's definitely like, I mean, the more I think about it, this is literally like a easy to me. It's almost like an easy drinking, um, you know, not overly bitter pale ale. Yeah. Like compare this to for a second. Compare this to um because I had one yesterday, so I can it's in, fresh in my mind. Sweetwater four twenty. Yep. So Sweetwater four twenty is considered an extra pale ale, and it which is the extra idea to me. Which in, yeah. yeah, I know. And the the idea behind that beer I finally figured out is that it's meant to be somewhere between a pale ale and an IPA. Because if you have Sweetwater IPA, it's not that bitter. Yep. But it is definitely on the bitter end of a pale ale. This is nowhere near as hoppy as Sweetwater four twenty. Mm-hmm. which is, again, that's a pale ale. It's just an extra pale ale. So it's like it's meant to be a hoppy. And so uh, this one is, but now all that being said, that sounds like a bad thing. But honestly, the hops in this, I am actually getting a lot of that tropical notes. Yeah. It's just, it's super, it's it's super um, subdued. Yeah, which... it's, it's almost like it's being reserved on purpose. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. want to hit you in the face. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be classy yeah. with my hop flavor and I'm going to hold it back and be nice and reserved for you. <laughs> classy and sassy yeah hey by the way y'all making soups are you eating all bread this? getting fat and sassy you gonna get some fat sassy <laughs> by the way <laughs> listeners if you have not watched this video this is yes it's an inside joke but at the same time well maybe kyle, kyle maybe try and share that video this week because during quarantine that's all you can do is eat make soups and get fat and sassy get fat and sassy uh yeah it <sighs> it's it's super refreshing. R- coronavirus. Choked on the beer. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say choked on the beer. <laughs> Dang it. Party foul. Party foul. Um, yeah, it's really refreshing. And I, I picked up some of this in the first place. And I crushed like two of them real fast. Well, you're answering my question, which is the six pack test. So. I could I could drink 12 of these, I feel like. Yeah, almost. I was going to actually say, honestly, yeah, I think that 12 of these would be. This is a fantastic golf beer, but it would almost. You have to be careful. It's 6.2. I mean, it's not yeah. light, but it's also not heavy. It's above that six mark, which. I don't typically think a good golf beer is about beyond the six point six mark, but I don't think they have this in a twelve pack. Unfortunately, they don't. Um, also, I don't think Atlanta Brewing does many twelve packs at all. Even they, the mixers, they do. Um, they have like two or I think it's no, it's one uh, mixed twelve pack, and it it's like Hartsfield. Um, what are the other ones that that it comes in? Uh, their Pilsner Homestand. Hoplana and Soul of the City. Okay, yeah, that's true. I did see that one. So recently. they're so, so they're main kind of beers. So while we're talking about them, we yeah, I think we've talked about Atlanta Brewing in the past, but 
I love their so they are one of the OGs in Atlanta and they're holding true to the OG form and this can by the way it's it's not the it's not a shrink wrap this is an actual like it's a printed on can they yep. went full force with this yep. so not to mention I love that, their branding yeah I was gonna say I love their concept it's a top section that stays the same with their same script and then uh, the bottom section changes with a different color and all the information about the beer. Super recognizable, super easy to tell which beer is what. Um, I love it. Um, it's one of my favorite yeah. kind of classic, uh, simplized can designs that I think work so well. I And I definitely like this. So I first of all, I loved it when they went. I didn't hate Red Brick. Red Brick was actually always one of my favorite breweries yep. um, along there. I, obviously, I've made it known that you know monday nights obviously it's always been one of my favorite breweries as well and i yep. love all the atlanta i love all the different atlanta breweries for one reason or other but atlanta brewing has always been one of those i loved red brick but i loved it when they went back to atlanta brewing company as a name yeah i loved it more when they went to the new branding because the new branding is nice and crisp and clean yep clean lines um they use mostly sans serif font which as a graphic design guy, I love, but yep. the color schemes just always seem to work. Yep. We've been over there. They allow the brewery itself allows babies. We went in there with Rob and Jacob <laughs> one time and that was super awesome. Baby, um, baby approved. Yeah. And they're, they're making dogs some good beers. Too. I feel like, yeah, dogs too on the outside portion, not allowed in the brew. No, you else. can have them in the brew house. They have a glass wall that separates the brew area from the brew uh, or like yeah. the tap room. You can have them in the tap room. You just can't have them in the back. Okay. That yeah. was it. No, you're you're 100 percent correct. We um, um, we stopped out there for their what was it? Their 26th anniversary. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, picked up a beer too. Oh, yeah. I picked up one. I actually did one of those craft seller things and, and were able to get one of the to-go yeah. beers. I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Um, um, super cool place. They do trivia all the time. Really great yeah. patio. And I feel like they had kind of a injection of money here recently because they've been coming out with a lot new, a lot more small batch stuff. Yeah. Than, than they used to. Hype Whale has always been one of my favorite beers that they that they make, um, which that now is like almost like a legacy throwback beer in their mind. But yep. they they they've been coming out with a bunch. I mean, Baked Goods is one that they've done recently that they do a couple different. Yeah, um, I saw that. Um, looks really good. Um, they they have they've been coming out with a lot of sours as well in the tap room um, that have been really good. I had one there. Um, we, we went out for trivia there one night with, uh, our friends, Lisa and Nick. Um, all right. Yeah. Shout out to Lisa and Nick, but, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they have, I don't know what, 30 to 35, 40 beers on the, on the tap list. Every time you go in there. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say at one time or I thought you were going to say overall, I was like, no, they have way more than that. But yeah, yeah, on the tap list at one time, I feel like they at least have the 30. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it used to be they just had like eight beers or so, which it was a good place to hang out before. But then all of a sudden something happened and they just have a ton of beers. So yeah. it's a, it's not too far outside the city, like in terms of it's not right there downtown where New Realm is, but it's a little bit up in Vining. So it's yep. a little bit out of the, out of the it's, way. Um, it's, but. it's kind of stuck between, um, you, you know, maybe the uh, Top Golf area, which has quite a few breweries packed in there, and it's a little bit down the road, but not quite to Scofflaw. Second Self is kind of in that same area. Yeah. Um, Scofflaw is slightly up the road. Yep. Um, Definitely Brewers Central. If you if you or anyone you know, listeners, are you know, coming to Georgia, and maybe you're not typically from around here, or you know anyone who is, um, it's definitely in kind of an area, kind of like, I'm not sure, Kyle, if you're familiar with, Charlotte has their, it's known as... Oh, uh, yeah. 
Davidson is like North Davidson and everything is where all the breweries are kind of all lined along there and you kind of just hit one after the other. It's kind of our version of that where you kind of start with Atlanta Brewing and or sorry, start with like Scoff Law, Atlanta Brewing, maybe hit uh, Second Self Monday night along the way and then eventually work your way downtown. It's kind of like our version of Um, that. Yeah, it would be what? Second Self, Steady Hand, Bold Monk, Mm -hmm. Firemaker, and then Atlanta or uh, Monday night are all right in there. Speaking of Bold Monk, yeah, it's impromptu just, beer news. Yeah, they just kicked off canning. You Pretty know what? Pumped about that. And uh, big old distribution uh, agreement signed, so they'll be coming out mm-hmm. big in the in the Atlanta community, which I think they need, obviously, at this time, where um, people yeah. can't go and enjoy the the tap room. So yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool news to see that they uh, they signed a deal. So yeah, and that's our quick PSA: is that hey, everyone, get out and support your local breweries. They need it. Um, obviously, support those that you 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 like the most, which should be all of them. Yeah. We're all drinking a lot more craft beer than we probably realize nowadays. Yep. I've so, stopped out to continue. a few already. Stopped out to one today. Stopped out at Jack. Oh yeah. So ah, nice. Yeah. They got anything fun going on? Anything fun going on over there? Or uh, not really. Uh, they had the Triple X Habanero, um, which oh, I should you know is, get me some. Well, you know. Rob and I Rob went up to go it. get the uh, the green eggs from our buddy, and uh, oh, okay, and we and we kicked the keg while we were there, so oh, it, it was it was nice. gone, yeah. So, oh, so Rob um, did come with you. He nice. did, yeah, Perfect. yeah. I needed the truck. Cool. Oh, so, that makes sense. Again. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I was actually gonna say get yeah, get the triple X because they're triple X habanero pine- pineapple habanero. God, um, hop dang hop dang diggity's hot but good. Yeah, if you like pepper beers, that's that's definitely one of the top ones. I would say. <laughs> But, um, okay, so Atlanta Brewing, Hartsfield. Yeah, I w- let's do final thoughts a little bit here. I mean, can we, we've talked a little bit about, but we've also talked about a little bit about it before. Price point on this one, I feel like, is, is in the, 10 dollars I believe. Yeah, I was going to say it's usually 9 or 10 yep. 99 depending on what store you go to. Um, and that's pretty standard pricing for them. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, what, what uh, final thoughts do you have on this one? Um, I like this beer for the, I, I love the hop. For the fact that I feel like I could crush a few of these, like this is a, I come home from work or I get done with work at home, and uh, <laughs> I walk over to the fridge and just if this was sitting there, I'd be like, let's go, boom, slam it. I, I, I would feel good because you know it's a really drinkable, easy, and in your words, it's almost like a pale ale, um, and it's really good. Definitely, I'm gonna be looking at this one. I picked up a 12 pack of Sweetwater this week because those are always been traditionally my like go to, just like easy drinking. It's almost 420 as well. Yeah, almost 420. Oh, that's true. We're only a few days away. Yeah, even with this. Yeah, nice. But I, I agree that this one could be a definitely a go to as well. Maybe I need to pick up another uh, six pack of these, or maybe the 12 pack, the mixer 12 pack they got. So yeah, yeah, good beers. Um, hops for an IPA. I feel like it's a little on the low end for an IPA. It's, yeah, it's maybe misstyled a little yeah, bit i would say so. um but i definitely see what they were going for with the hops and you can definitely pick out like that tropical flavor um did we ever do the mouthwash test real quick so i'm gonna do it i did do it i didn't say anything yet but um it it doesn't do all that much um it maybe brings it out just a little bit more um but it, it's overall kind of the same taste okay i know what i'm gonna do with this beer my final thoughts on this are this is the most boring beer that I would love to drink a twelve pack of. <laughs> there we go. All right, like that's like that's that. literally the best. That's literally the best way I can describe that. So I'd, I'd be, I'd be um, down for that. Cheers to Atlanta Brewing and Hartsfield. Yeah.
right, Chris. So we have our final beer, which is a, a tall boy. The last two were 12 ounce cans. We got a big one now. Um, it is from a brewery that we have yet to feature on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you picked this one up. Um, I did. It's from Academia Brewing Company. Over in Athens, GA. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this and what, uh, so, what, what it's all about. So what I know about Academia is I've been wanting to tr- check it out. First of all, I mean, obviously with the name like Academia, um, that college with the same name as our state is yeah. there. And so it makes sense, obviously. Um, so I've been wanting to try them because I've been seeing a lot of their brewers around, obviously. So they're distributed well throughout Atlanta. Yeah. But for some reason, they just haven't featured them much. So it's a very simplistic can design. It's not one that like immediately catches the eye because it's silver. It's black on silver, essentially. Yeah. Um, all their cans are. But some super cool imagery and so this one is hop phrodisiac so kind of a play on words there yep it is a hazy double ipa with citra and mosaic ringing in at 8.2 percent abv i'm pumped about this so i i chose this one for mainly the fact that it was a really fresh one so nice. since we were going to be looking at doing some ipas i wanted to make sure that we had somewhat fresh and so this nice. one's from march 11 march 11th so this is so, what uh like a month, a month and old. three days old yeah yeah and I was, and obviously with all this quarantine life, I got completely confused. And when legit, when I picked this up, I actually thought it was like three days old because I, because I remember <laughs> I looked at the date and I was like, oh my God, this was canned on March 11th. Like this was just like a week ago or so, whatever, a week. Yeah. I was like, this is canned like a week ago. And then I got home and realized I'm like, oh wait, well, it's, it's like April 2nd now. So I guess it's not really, <laughs> it's not I was like, really so I guess week, it's, but it's, still it's not really a week, but it's still super fresh. Yeah. So Especially yeah, definitely wanting to try this. Um, I don't know as far about academia as a whole. I don't necessarily know a whole lot about the brewing company as like what their kind of flagship type beers are, but I do know that um, we is we're in the um, we're in the Atlanta beer community as well as I'm in a Forsyth connection as well. So and, am I. Yeah, and I, they talk a lot about. I do see academia pop up on there a lot, so they're doing some cool stuff. So let's go and crack this tall boy. Let's, let's get it. into this one. Let's see if we can do it at the same time. One, two, three, go. Uh, yeah i like it (laughs) we're getting better at this if we're gonna record more than one episode we're gonna have to get good at this by the way this is not gonna fit completely in our it is not because we're drinking out of at most an 11 ounce thing and it's all right that's later beer we'll just call it later beer um so yeah double ipa it's it's with citra and mosaic so i know i mentioned earlier that citra is almost like the, the hop of two two to three years ago yeah I kind of think it's cool. And there's actually a reason I wanted... I did not originally buy this beer thinking we were going to feature it on the podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I bought a four-pack of these. Or uh, Sorry, it was a four-pack of these. Yes, it was yeah, a four-pack. Yeah. And I actually thought as I was drinking it, I'm like, this is unique enough that I want to drink this on the podcast and see what Kyle's thoughts were. So, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Um, so I have had it, I will say. Yeah. I believe it was a part of our national beer uh beer day ah, post yeah. yes it was i forgot you featured it that yeah day. yes you did um well, in your in your master's cup which we failed to point out i posted it you know before you pointed out that it was the master's <sighs> cup rest in peace which by the <sighs> way did you know this week marks the is officially the 23rd anniversary of tiger woods's first um ever major that's win crazy at the masters in 97 yeah yeah um but yeah we unfortunately we did not get to partake in the masters last weekend yeah. which is just a tradition unlike any other. Yeah. Do you, so uh, I believe it's going to be in November. Oh, it's going to yeah. be in November. Okay. Yeah. So they're pushing it. But anyway, will you believe we what now? Uh, 
last year during the Masters was the time where we went out looking for rare beers and rare whiskeys. Uh, yes, we did. Um, while the ladies went to a baby shower. Yes, yes, we most certainly that did. That was a very I interesting d- day. I don't recall. Was that the day we found the, the Willett family estate? Uh, we No, we did. That was, okay. I was, that was say, the day. So we found a rare whiskey. We did. So I guess we did accomplish what and we, we wanted to. And we found some to, beers, but... too, which uh, I picked up Jekyll's... What was it? The uh, we we might feature it on the podcast. It's been it's sitting in my my cellaring area. Um, there, uh, crap. What is it? You're the one that's gonna have to remember it. Crap. I, I don't I don't know what your cellar looks like. I don't like, know. Huh? I'll have to I'll have to figure it out. But picked up a research re- an old. This is how good a research Jekyll we do. Beer. Um, oh, barley wine. The, the uh, barley wine. Yeah, the barley wine. There we yep. go. The off the off the grid. By the way, is what yep. it's called. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, back to this okay. beer. Um, so very interesting color. It's almost like our beers have gotten progressively darker as we go along tonight. It started then with that yellow hue. Yeah. And gotten progressively, which makes sense because this is a double IPA and it's a hazy double IPA and it's very hazy. It is. Um, it looks really good in a glass. Oh, 100%. Like, it, it's this, this is what an IPA should look like in a glass. So in a way, this is I wanted you to try this beer because, yeah, I agree. It's. Obviously, the double, the double, they don't call this a double dry hopped, but that's obviously the other portion of this that seems to be the phase right now is a hazy double dry hopped double IPA. Yep. Um, this kind of has that like reminiscent look of what a double IPA I feel like is supposed to look like. And that's what I think I appreciated about this beer the first time I had it. Yeah. Um, it kind of sticks to the side of the glass. There's a, there's a little bit of it like as you swirl it in the glass, it kind of like rebuilds the head just slightly or that like top coat, yep. the top layer. So, um, and the aroma is just something to behold as well. So yeah, it's very um, you can you get that resiny, piney, uh, kind of hoppy smell a little bit. Um, maybe a little, little, uh, little fruity as well, a little citrus. I'm gonna call it like a juicy, maybe not citrusy, but yeah, I definitely get the juicy. Um, it, yeah, there's it, some something about the aroma. So sweetness. There's definitely a sweetness there yeah. that you get as well. It, it's almost like a deeper smell of the the um Hartsfield. Um where that yeah, was very, very much like so. a very light top level. This is super deep. Yeah, this one doesn't punch you. It kind of comes across like it's gonna be sweet, but also mellow at the same time. Um the citra and mosaic's interesting because typically when I think of mosaic, I think of very much the resiny kind of mm-hmm. hop whereas citra is very much the citrusy type of hop so it's like mm-hmm. almost two different types of hops so yeah flavor i just i just took a drink um i'm still kind of trying to piece it together because there was there was a lot of things going on there so i'll reiterate something i've always said with double ipas and that literally until we probably started this podcast i was not a huge fan of double ipas um they're always for one reason or other they just never seem to really hit the spot because They'd be too sweet or too bitter or too like, heavy. It seemed like there's a very small fine line in the middle that you have to do to, to get a double IPA right. But um, and I don't know if this is hitting the, the exactly right. I'm just saying that I've, I've gotten to the point where I do actually appreciate a good, well-crafted double IPA. Yeah, so. uh, it's weird. The, f- the first drink I got so many different things. I went from like. You know, a juicy to like a really like clean, crisp, hearty IPA to like even like a deeper kind of like what you would expect from a double IPA. Very, very hop and bitter. And then I got like a weird, this is going to sound super weird, but like a weird like marshmallow flavor. (laughs) 
and <laughs> I don't I don't know no. but like it's so it's so weird do the mouthwash test and tell me that you don't get that even more so I to, to elaborate on that point I think what it is what I finally figured out about this it took me drinking two of these before I finally realized this is the third time I've had it now of that four pack you got the other one Woo. um is that there's like a vel- there's definitely a very much a velvety feel to this beer. It's almost mm-hmm. like a, a an odd like a oddly creamy mouthfeel. Almost like a dessert IPA. Right? Yeah. And it's not super not like even soup the flavor isn't super sweet. The, no. the aroma is sweeter than I feel like the actual beer ends up being. Yeah. Um this beer pleasantly surprised me because I expected very much a just a normal double IPA. I was literally just going for double IPA cuz I was like, you know, I just want to have a beer I can maybe drink over the next a double ipa can pop out every few days over the next yeah next two weeks and just you know because days all all run together now yeah but then i realized and and the the very first time i had it i was not a huge fan okay i was just like okay cool whatever i'm not really sure what all the 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 rate whatever all the the hype is about but then the second the second time i had it i think it kind of hit me that like there's a really interesting thing that you're right the flavor profile goes on here which is that it starts kind of resinousy, kind of you know piney, smells sweet, but then all of a sudden it's like you're right when you're tasting it. It's like like every sip is something a little different. You pick yeah. out something a little different with it. So it's a definitely it's a super interesting beer. Mm-hmm. Like I would almost put it probably out of a lot of the beers we've had on the podcast over three seasons um, mm-hmm. and over fifty episodes. I like this is probably one of the the most interesting beers i've had just because what you name it on the can gives you a certain perception of what that beer is going to be but then when you drink this beer you get that but you get like eight other things with it you get a lot of flavors with this one yeah. for sure it's like which it came is, with extra bags so comparatively to like alpha abstraction obviously which we've done we've done the the, the vertical yep we've also done alpha 10 right? um yeah, because we think, never did eleven on the show. We did ten, correct? Which yeah, had the super t- 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 ten so, might get yeah. the ten might still be the best can we've done ever done on the show, just because of the way it puts. Yeah. Up. So, but like compared to that, like that's a super juicy that double IPA, which is only an eight percent compared to this one, eight point two. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is like super fruity, juicy, and good in its own right. And like honestly, that's probably one of the more fantastic double IPAs I've had. Yep. This one is like a different spin on a really good ipa in terms of the fact that it it introduces a bunch of different flavors and it's almost like just every sip something a little bit different one of those flavors it it almost not not in the flavor at all i don't want to say that it tastes like this in the flavor but it almost comes off to me like how you would sip a nice got a uh, glass of scotch at night like you pour it and you you kind of just sit with it and you every time you take a sip it's a, you find something a little bit different um yeah, it, it, yeah. it's it's it almost like it builds as you drink it, um, and I'm sure closer to the end, I'm, it's going to taste probably extremely different than the than the first drink as well. Yeah, because it's almost like you get those. I, I'm definitely getting. I mean, I'm still getting new flavors every time I try it because I definitely the marshmallow is a good way to put it. Like that's one I hadn't really thought about. That kind of describes the fluffy mm-hmm. character of it. I feel like what I'm getting, but then there's also like the you know you get some of the fruit the subdued fruit flavors in there. Um, I just had it and it was like almost trying to think of the the best way to describe it. It was like a strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Which it, 
I feel like I'm, we just make up flavors sometimes. No, but like call it, that, but... Al- that almost makes sense too because of how light and fluffy it is. It's like you get that mm-hmm. pillow of like the whipped cream with like that nice fruity kind of contrast of with the the, the strawberry. Um, um, so we'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about the can. Yeah, yeah. I know I I made it sound very boring earlier, but it's it's not boring by any means. It's almost very business like. Yeah, it's it's like a beer put it its best suit on for an interview. Yep. Um, and this is. Pretty much their standard canning from what we've seen. Academia only I've only seen cans of Academia in sixteen ounce like yep. this. So they u- utilize the silver. They utilize the kind of one label uh, effect, which, it, not the, which not I believe the, is not a the shrink wrap. Yeah, yep. it's a sticker. Yep, it's gonna say not the shrink wrap. And I can't tell if it's the so that it runs a there's a big black strip that kind of runs um, horizontally from left like the entire length of the bottle, then sticker and yep. everything. But also the top and bottom where Academia is written at the top the brewing company i'm not sure if that's silver background or if it's just clear i i i want to say that it's like a kind of like a, a a fogged kind of clear okay but it's just academia brewing company which is really crisp logo it's almost just that like greek font yeah which it's, ironic- it's almost like a like a fogged clear something people probably don't realize this with academia other than they just look at it and they're like okay cool they were going for like a schoolhouse type yeah like you know, roman numeral type but but think about this athens georgia it's a sister city to athens greece yeah so that's actually where i think they they came up with the 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 branding they went with but then at the bottom in a a serif font it's got the name hop hop um and very just simplistic like honestly there's not much going on there in the front label but the the middle however i'll let you describe the middle because i'm curious what your thoughts are on that um it, it it it's a realistic picture of uh you know, it kind of fades from really dark black into like, it's almost like a holographic kind of like graphic. Um, as you turn it, it kind of changes a little bit. And it's a picture of a woman, almost like a Greek goddess, kind of dressed up with her. Um, it almost looks like an oar um, with like some feathers and some kind of, you know, nice. It's a it's a hop paddle, by the way. It's oh, a it is a hop paddle. paddle. That yeah. uh, That's awesome. Um, playing on kind of like that Greek kind of, you know, mythology, which kind of goes along with the style of academia written at the top as well. I mean, she's very much, this is very much a picture. Not yeah. A, yeah. Not yeah. A like it's, she's got a lot of tattoos on her legs too. Yeah. She is definitely a Greek goddess. Um, yeah. Interesting picture. I love the, fa- I love the fading they do from the black and on left and right of the picture. Yep. That's the coolest part. It's it, almost, it's very much like you said, holograph is a good, really good way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's like a perfect gradient and it showcases and kind of, uh, hones in um, right on the the center of the the woman pictured. Um, but fun fact, if you looked on Academia on the M, you'll actually see an A T H G A written at the top, which I would believe would be for Athens, Georgia. Um, yes, which is Ath- which is pretty cool. Ath, Georgia. I've heard of that yeah. before. Um, I have. I. I never really referred to it because Athens isn't one of those towns. It's a fun town, apparently. I, I don't spend a whole lot of time there, but it's a big college a town. town I've heard of. You know, yeah, it's it's a college town for sure. <laughs> um, I've just, I just, I've, they've got a really cool uh, theater there in downtown that I've I've went to a concert or two. Yeah, but other than that, I've actually been over for a few games. Obviously, um, I was really what I was looking into was on the bottom left. So you have to apologize because obviously okay. every now and then I'm gonna have to burp. Because yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Because we're drinking beer, y'all. Um, 
bottom left hand corner left of hop for dgx you've got the nice another um randomly placed things on this beer but it's almost like it's their twitter and instagram handle i yep. imagine academia bc and under it is the <laughs> i couldn't even pronounce it because it's it's greek it's <laughs> av avt which i always hate that v because i'm pretty sure it's a u yep at okay yeah which i don't actually know what that means but did you, i searched did you i look did it up I did. I did a quick Google search and literally um, I'm pretty sure this is the translation for it, which is either drink or go away. Okay. I like that. That's literally what it, that's literally what it translates to. Um, um, that, yeah, that's that's something else. I, li- I like that. I love lot. it. Which it's actually the um, so this this logo actually is actually their logo they use, by the way. The owl. Yeah. Is the, the logo they use. I like so, I like that as well. Which which again I love. I we should probably do more like research on these breweries other than just speaking our mind about them. But I'm looking at this one. It almost looks like there's a little stylized. You probably can't see it on here, but on the owl's shoulder, there is an. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's a little there, bit of a writing there. The, the there's three Greek letters, and I um always forget which ones they are. But I'll look it up while we're. Up. But hey, read that phrase by the way, because they they use the word there that I really liked, and just above the L, uh, the the one on the side of the like label. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can barely read this. Oh, so it says meticulously brewed and oh, okay. packaged by Academia Brewing. So I like the yeah. fact that they use the my word meticulous. <laughs> wow, yeah, wow, I'm getting old. Man. I love the fact that they used um meticulous here because i yeah. feel like that's I, that that points to the craft and that seems to be what i keep hearing about academia um in terms of a brewery is that they they seem there seems to be a, a serious craft there in terms of what they're like they're trying to do things that they're very intentional inside the box mm-hmm. very intentional outside the box which yeah. speaks to what the beer that we're drinking today yeah. is. so um i will say this uh as compared to not in any bad way um as compared to our other two cans from the episode um this has the least amount of information I've seen on a beer can um, out of sure. out of probably any beer we've had on this this podcast. Literally, there's yeah that phrase you just read, the owl which we talked about, the Surgeon General, and then the front logos, and that's it. That's the bar. That's literally it. The barcode. and the barcode. You make a good point. I mean, yeah, this is a very simplistic logo. At its, I mean, so there's a few others in the country that do this. Um, Hubbard's, which has been distributed okay. here in yep. Georgia recently, they they do something very similar. Um, there's another one I'm thinking of, but I can't think. It's literally usually just like a white can with like a word on it. Um, there's there's literally uh, Pretoria Fields, which we featured. Oh here yeah, recently. yeah, they're, yeah. They're they're very simplistic as well. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like the. You're right. The simple. These breweries go very simple, but there's a very bold statement with the image in the middle. So, um, so this is a four pack. It was fourteen ninety nine. Okay, so not not terrible, but getting up there. Getting up there. Yeah, but I would um, say for an eight point two sixteen ounce cans, I mean, for what you're yeah, getting, I, mean, I say it's I say it's worth it. If you think about it, yeah, I've I've always I've never really known how I want to feel about the the um, sixteen ounce cans being in a four pack. Yeah. But the thing I will say is that I'm pretty sure the beer amount, if I do my if I'm doing my math right, ends up being about the same 
I mean, that's 64 ounces of beer where in a 12 pack you get 72. So you're just barely off. Just what you're shy. Yeah. At. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then distribution wise, I think they're only in Georgia. Yeah. I typically like to talk about it. So unfortunately listeners up North or out West or down South, even though we only have Florida Southwest, yeah. um, you're going to have to have someone mule this one for mm-hmm. you. So, um, but, you know, overall, I would I would say super interesting beer. I I really like the. I think if I would make one recommendation for someone who is listening to this that would look at this beer, I would say maybe maybe enjoy this beer if you're kind of a little bit further on in your in your craft beer um, journey um, as far as the styles and the things that you are enjoying. Um, just because I feel like you would appreciate the beer a little bit more, um, from the complexity standpoint than if you, you know, you just started your craft, you just started drinking craft beer or, you know, you just started getting into IPAs. I think this is one that you'd want to save for a little bit later. Um, but I will say anyone who is really into craft beer, like we are definitely check this one out. Um, if you're in Georgia, this beer is very good. Super delicious, really complex. Love the can overall. I, I think it's it's really good. So overall, but we haven't given any ratings today. We so what would be your rating? What would be your untapped rating on this one? Who I'm gonna Without go looking. I'm gonna go four two five. Um I okay. think it I think it definitely hits that four threshold. It's a very, very, very good beer. Um I really dig the can and the branding. The whole package as a whole, I think, is good. The only place I would probably ding it is maybe a little bit on the price point. I think if it was thirteen ninety nine um, for a four pack, sixteen ounce cans, I know a dollar is. Some people are going to be like, "Oh, a dollar," but like, I think when you're talking about it compared to some of the other beers that are out there, I think yeah. thirteen ninety nine is where you it, this could be. I I agree that I think so. Four two five actually was probably what I would give it as well. Um, I would ding it on price point a little bit. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. the price point kind of made me hesitate as to whether or not I wanted to ultimately pick it up. Um, but I think it was like payday Friday. So I was like, yeah, what the hell? We'll go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> Woo, stimulus Friday by this month. <laughs> stimulus Friday at some point in time. Um, but yeah, price point definitely. So I love the fact that it's a very simplistic logo or label. Mm-hmm. But the thing I don't like is that it came in a four, like a typical... Um, I've got one here somewhere. What? I think I've got the one it came in. It came in a typical four pack, the new, the new recyclable yep. four pack things. And so I feel like they could have really capitalized here on having this four pack of cans in one of those like four packs, like cardboard where you have a lot of information on the cardboard, but then cans are super simplistic. Yeah. Um, I almost wish I had or a little bit yeah, more like the little boxes. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Give you a little bit more yeah. of a story or something like that along with it. Yeah. I think that would have, I would I would have been okay with that then. Yeah, I, there's just a few things there. Um, and then also the 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 head retention. It's going back to the very beginning. Yeah, the head retention's a little low on the the what I would have expected the velvety as much as like I. There's probably a lot of like, um, the not multi. There's there's a lot of, um, proteins in this that I feel like there should be a little bit more better head retention than yeah. there was. So other than that, like four two five. So untapped, however. There have been over 2,000 ratings okay. as of today. Okay. 2,195 check-ins. Okay. And it gets a 4.07. Okay. So it's highly rated. Yeah. This is, con- this is in the, because anytime you get above 1,000 check-ins, 
and it's that it's above the four mark, then you're you're legit. You're sitting pretty it's a good, good beer. Yeah. Yep. You're sitting really good. Um, it seemed the way they describe it on here is that it's a super hazy double drop, double dry hopped, double IPA with an intensive dry hop schedule um, with big citrus and melon aroma and flavor. So first of all, citrus and melon, I'm on board all yep. day. So yeah, I uh, really like that. No good comment, no funny good comments. So I'm not going to read any of these, ah. but they are definitely all saying some people, a lot of people are saying this is their go-to beer. Also, I'm just going to point this out that, and unfortunately listeners, you can't see this, but it appears that the branding on this beer ah, may have changed. May have changed soon. Is it that used, is that a it, crawler so, though? You know what? That is. It, it no, may it have says, looked. It says it's a can. Okay. So I was gonna say it kind of looked like a crawler. If I had to guess, this is an older one because the the one that we're seeing in the picture here on un, untapped. There's a featured picture which I kind of like this one. It's almost like a blackboard instead okay. of a um is what it is, and so it's almost like they have Academia Brewing Company roasted on there. It's almost like Hopfordiac double dry hopped hazy double IPA is all written in like a chalk type of font. So I kind of like that, but yeah. at the same time, I I imagine this is a little bit older of a logo. So. Yeah. Um, but no, on overall thoughts are that, yeah, clearly we both love the beer, super mm-hmm. complex. We both love beers that we can pick out flavors, pick out interesting things going on with it. And so I th- definitely think that this one kind of hit on those notes. Yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, literally, uh, I think right now kind of going into the, the unknown of pandemic land, I think this definitely hits on the double IPA kind of thing that I'd kind of been looking for of looking you know been looking for a double ipa that i could sit around and sip on because you know we're sitting around and doing nothing um so seriously yeah so what I think, else you got to do <laughs> yeah i know right drink um but yeah really good beer love it um cheers to academia um yeah cheers Let's see if we can get this right oh Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness. And really super pumped that I got those right because yeah. it's been a few weeks since I've it gotten has. to do this. So it's been four weeks, man. Four weeks. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things also. And, and well, I already said that one. Shoot. Yeah. But you're getting there. Like I said, it's, it's been a while. But. But remember, we want we want to hear from you. We want to get your feedback. So feel free to reach out to us. Let us know any auditory corrections you have. Check out the site. Check out any of the merch we have. Hey, big deal right now. Remember to support your local breweries. I can, yeah. I'm going to keep giving this PSA because it's a big deal. It is um, a big deal. Obviously, you're ordering food on DoorDash. You're ordering food on Uber Eats. You're going out and grabbing food. Do the same with beer because we know you're getting it. Yep. Not, not to say anything is wrong with going and grabbing beer from Kroger, but you might have to spend a little bit more money to go to the breweries and actually pick up um, good craft beer. I'm not going to lie. I went to Sweetwater, you know, a couple weeks ago and picked up three 32 ounce crawlers for like 40 bucks, which I felt like was a little high. But then I'm like, you know what? They might be charging a little more right now well, because because of the fact that we're trying to give back to the service industry. Yeah. And honestly, what else are you using the money for right now? The money yeah. you do have. You're buying beer anyway. Think about all the people that may be out of work um, that had jobs and no longer have jobs. And if you can, excuse me, please su- sure. please support all of the, the things that you can. Uh, local breweries, local restaurants, go there to them if you can. If you can't, um, you know, Kroger or your local grocery store yeah. is, is uh, also good. But make sure you support them right now. We, we need to yeah. band together as a community. We're a great community in the beer community, and we want to obviously support everybody. So... 
Yeah. Look forward. We have some really good episodes coming up we this do. season where obviously we've Kyle and I have talked endlessly about making sure we're we're giving you guys something good to, to listen to because, mm-hmm. hey, we know that right now you're listening to nothing but some some podcasts. I'm sure you're looking for good <laughs> podcast to listen to. So, so for I'm new listeners, we yeah, we're glad we're back. So keep a listen. Um, Kyle, any final thoughts? You know, I wish hops would grow better in Georgia because I think we could grow some good hops. I know. Hey, yeah. Speaking of, look forward to that new beer we got yeah, coming up here soon. Anyways, yep. cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>